Welcome to Camp Glory's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this week's encouraging message by Pastor Sam Fine. For more information, please visit kingofglorycc.com. I've never seen such a time in which to rely upon the wisdom of this world would just be absolutely foolish. But the reality is, is that, is that the body of Christ has been given the most incredible gift to steward life and to steward it well, and that is wisdom. Wisdom from above. It's not of this earth. And so James, in James chapter 3, verse 13, you can turn with me there, he begins to talk about what wisdom is. So yeah, sermon message, you got wisdom. Get it. James 3.13 says this, Who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior his deeds and gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant, so lie against the truth. This wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but is earthly, natural, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder in every evil thing. But the wisdom from above is pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering and without hypocrisy. So never, I believe, in the history of our nation have Christians needed divine wisdom to know how to navigate each day life's decisions and knowing what to do. Needing to have godly wisdom concerning your relationships, concerning your family, concerning uh, your, your resources, uh, Godly relationships speaking into life and giving you direction. But the scripture makes this really clear. Paul is making this contrast between two types of wisdom. There's an earthly wisdom and there's a godly wisdom. And there's one in which the earthly wisdom is one that really categorizes things from a temporal standpoint, a temporal advantage. Earthly wisdom really looks out after your own self. Earthly wisdom is very selfish, self-centered. And it's really a desire to appeal to the, to the senses in the here and now. And it doesn't really take into effect long-term consequences for the decisions that you're making. You're not thinking long-term. You're thinking in the temporal what is just satisfying you right now. And that is what kind of categorizes earthly wisdom. You're not thinking that maybe the decisions that I'm making in life have eternal consequences. But godly wisdom is different. It describes it like this. It's pure, peaceable, gentle, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy, good fruits, unwavering, and without hypocrisy. Godly wisdom takes knowledge and it gives you supernatural solutions for everyday situations. It's taking what you have, the knowledge that you have, 
And wisdom gives you the ability to walk it out and to do it in a way that is successful. So I don't know if there's ever a time in, in our lives when today we're saying, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to manage through these things I'm going through. But I, this week I've been saying, God, each day, I need your wisdom. I need your divine wisdom to come into my life because I, in the natural mind, cannot figure out how to do some of the things I'm dealing with. I don't know what to do. Have you ever felt that way? Am I the only one that's like trying to navigate difficult things and I'm maybe at times using my natural mind? Wisdom from above is supernatural. It gives you the roadmap. It gives you the knowing of exactly how you're to walk out and apply divine insight into every situation. Solomon gave his son instructions in Proverbs 4 or 5 concerning wisdom. He says this, get wisdom. He made it real simple. Get wisdom. And when you get wisdom, get understanding. So really, the focus of my message today is real simple. Our greatest pursuit on this earth should be to get wisdom. To get wisdom in knowing how to walk on the straight and narrow and not the wide path. You know, one of the understandings about earthly wisdom in the world today is that um, wisdom is acquired through formal education, through what we read, going to higher education, going to school. That's what makes a wise person. You know, so much of life has been professionalized and institutionalized that we easily slip into the notion that it's through professors that you're going to get wisdom. It's through your learning, it's through the classes that you take that, that wisdom is going to be imparted to you through the professor. It is through just the institutions that we have made, and today it gives you the implication that it's through, uh, uh, through your tuition and through your fees and through all this, the classes that you take is the way to attain wisdom rather than be a lifelong process of growth that is a supernatural impartation to you from your Father above to help you know exactly how to navigate through life situations. Proverbs 4, 5 says this, get wisdom and get insight. Just get it. So what does that mean? How shall we get it? How do we receive it? How do we get this wisdom that's going to help us to navigate through life situations and be a success? So let's just ask this question. How do you get wisdom? Because getting godly wisdom brings true and lasting happiness into your life. It's just going to bring happiness. 
Let's look at this. Proverbs 3.13 says this. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Proverbs 24.13-14. verse 14, My son, eat honey, for it is good. And the drippings of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. Know that wisdom is such for your soul. If you find it, there will be a future and your hope will not be cut off. In other words, the means of godly wisdom can be can impart to you a hope-filled life. Having wisdom gives you hope for the future. You know, as Eliza and I were having to navigate some, some major decisions, I, I looked at her the other day and I said, you know what, honey? I know we don't know I have all the answers, but I have such hope that I know that God has a future for us. I know that I know that he's given me a hope-filled life to step out and walk some of the things that he's asking me to do. So the key to lasting happiness is when we allow our decisions to be formed by a godly wisdom that's given to us from above. That's how we begin to walk out happiness. Because it says that that wisdom is what? Peaceable. It's sensible. It's pure. It's right. Wisdom knows how to navigate through those tough times that we go through in life. Proverbs 19.8 says this, He who gets wisdom loves himself. So in other words, do yourself a favor and get a boatload of wisdom. It's good for your soul. Get a lot of it. Get as much as you can. Don't just get one. Get a whole bunch. So the reality is, is that wisdom is something that we need to get and not just get one time. You just don't get it and think, oh, thank you, thank you. No. You wake up every day and you say, God, I need more wisdom today than I had yesterday. I need to be smarter today, wiser today than I was yesterday. We need to continually be learning and growing in the wisdom of God and not thinking that we've attained the the almighty embodiment of wisdom. We don't need it anymore. We figured out life. The reality is, is that every day is throwing new twists and and, and curveballs and and things are coming at us. And we're like, yay, 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 how do I deal with this? So the beauty of this is, is that we are absolutely dependent on God to give us the godly wisdom that we need to navigate in life situations. Wisdom here is speaking in Proverbs 8.32 through verse 36. And wisdom sums it up real better than anybody. So this is wisdom speaking to you. And now, my son, my daughter, listen to me. Happy are those who keep my ways. Happy is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For he he who finds life and obtains favor from the Lord, but he who misses me injures himself. Listen to that. Is that not amazing? The fact that you would try to figure things out in your own mind and forsaking 
getting godly wisdom. Wisdom is saying to you, you can actually injure yourself. The next step of that is it can bring injury to you in your own life. And all who hate me love death. Now, that can't be any more straightforward, right? If you don't love wisdom, then death and injury can actually come into your own personal life. So the command is get wisdom and get a boatload of it. It is very important. Proverbs 16, 16 says this, to get wisdom is better than gold. To get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. Who would like to get a million dollars? All right. I got it now. Solomon is saying wisdom is better than a million dollars. He's saying wisdom is more precious than gold. Wisdom is more precious than silver. Wisdom from above is what is going to bring eternal happiness in your life. So get wisdom. If you're not happy, ask wisdom to help you navigate through life and find that through wisdom, you can enter into eternal bliss with Him. I'm so grateful that I don't have to figure everything out. It. How many times have you sat or laid in bed and you tried to figure out all the issues that you're dealing with in your mind, and you find that it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and you haven't gone to sleep yet, but you're still trying to figure everything out. It happens on a regular basis. And you know what? That doesn't breed much happiness, you know? That's just, that's, that's not a happy life. But a happy life is realizing that We are absolutely dependent on Him. And you can say, God, I don't know how to figure this out, but I'm asking for your wisdom to come into my life, and I know that I'm going to receive it. I'm not going to doubt. And as it comes into my life, it's going to help me figure out this situation. Now I'm going to bed. Go to bed. Quit trying to figure it out. Just go to bed. And let wisdom work itself out in your life. So what is wisdom? What are the characteristics of the person who has it? The first characteristic is this. I want you to make note of this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One. Proverbs 9.10. So the first step in wisdom all begins with the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the spring where all wisdom flows from. And some of you might think, well, well, what is the fear of the Lord? What is having the fear of the Lord? Well, I want to give you a layman's perspective of the fear of the Lord. I'm going to give you a perspective of the fear of the Lord that is an understanding of what it is 
that's going to help you learn that from this perspective, wisdom springs forth and helps you navigate through life. The fear of the Lord is this. I want you to write this down. It is an understanding that what is done in the dark will be brought to the light. God loves you enough to not allow hidden sin to keep operating in your life. The reality is he knows that hidden sin over long periods of time will only bring death and injury into your life. And when you understand that God has said what is done in dark will be brought to the light, the fear of the Lord is understanding if I continue in sexual sin, financial sin, relational sin, whatever the sin might be, some of us think, no one will see. No one will notice. You know what's amazing to me is that, is that today, People that have committed crimes 30, 40, and 50 years ago, through DNA testing now, they're able to find out how, who's committed crimes. I'm telling you, the fear of the Lord is understanding that you can't get away with your sin. The fear of the Lord is clean. Scripture says the fear of the Lord is clean because it's pure. And the as the fear of the Lord is in your life, you're realizing that my life's decisions have, have complications, can have ramifications in my own personal life. The long-term fruit of sin is death. So the fear of the Lord is to say, hey, the bridge is out ahead. Stop. Repent and turn. And don't keep going down this path. Don't keep going in the way that leads to darkness. You know, it says this. Luke 12, 2 and 3 says this. But there is nothing covered up that will not be revealed. Fear of the Lord is realizing that God loves you enough that he will reveal you. He'll say, look at my son and reveal everything in you. Not because he's mad at you, not because he's upset with you, it's because he loves you. And he knows if you continue in your sin, it will be leading you to injury and harm, and that's not what he wants for you. Because he wants you to live a happy and blessed life that is motivated out of the wisdom of Almighty God. So listen to this. Not only will he reveal everything that is hidden, listen to this, accordingly, whatever you've said in the dark will be heard in the light. And what you've whispered in the inner rooms will be proclaimed upon the housetops. How many of you have really grumbled and complained about an individual in your bedroom? Or you've been critical? You've been just outright honoring with what you said. And you didn't, you didn't even take into account that what you're saying, even behind closed doors, God says, you know what? 
not only will your actions will be revealed, I'll even take what you say and I'll shatter it on the mountain, I'll shatter it on the mountaintop. I'll shatter it on the rooftops. I'll let everybody know. Because what you're doing is that you are bringing defilement. You know, we're spiritual beings. And when we say things, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So when we're declaring things outwardly, we're actually, if it's not, if it's not godly and if it's not of if it's not peaceable and if it's not pure, God's saying, I'm not going to allow you to continue in that. Somehow, some way, I don't know how, but God will reveal what you've been saying in your bedroom. You might be thinking, wow, really? You know, that's what the word says. This is what it means to walk in the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is knowing that God will show out and up and reveal your junk. That's a, that's a sobering thought. It's a sobering reality that God will reveal your junk. But he's God. And you know what? He just has to say it in his word. And this is why we need to understand that having a, having a fear of the Lord is a holy reverence that God wants us to obey what He says in His Word. It's not just a, oh, I don't have to obey everything. That's kind of trivial. That's kind of like, you know, religious, don't you think? But the reality is, is that when we are walking pure before the Lord, and when we are, are desiring to be a blessing and to walk in happiness, the spring that flows forth where wisdom comes from is from the fear of the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord is pure. It's clean. It's right. And the benefit is this. Scripture says, there is no good thing that he'll withhold from those who walk upright before him. No good thing. He'll release blessings because he's a wonderful father. But this is the understanding of the fear of the Lord. We're not shaking because God's just like going to whack us over the head. He simply said, you know what? I've said it in my word. If you do it in the dark, it's going to come to the light. You have a choice. So someone think, well, you know, I can have this little relationship on the side. No one will ever see it. It's going to come to the surface. I can do this little financial dealing over here and not really report it, you know. It's going to come to the light. Whatever we do, this is the understanding that the fear of the Lord is to protect you. It's, it's to, it's to kind of like, you, you ever gone bowling and, uh, and your little kid is bowling to put up the bumper guards, you know? It, it, and a little kid, you know, he, he throws a ball and it goes in the air and it's going bum, 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 bum. Well, I mean, the fear of the Lord is kind of like bumper guards. It's helping you stay in the middle of the lane. 
It's helping you stay on the right path to not get off. So let's look at some other characteristics that flow out of the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 11.2, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. The wise person here is characterized by humility. The proud person who is proud does not fear the Lord and therefore cannot get to first base in wisdom. But the person who fears the Lord is humble because why? Because he depends upon God. And you know, someone that's humble is teachable. Someone that's humble is willing to receive correction. You speak into my life. If I need correction, yeah, ouch, it might hurt a little bit, but it's for my good. A, A humble person is one that wants to continue to grow and to learn and and to expand our understanding. But someone that's prideful thinks that they're their full embodiment of wisdom, and they don't need to be taught anything. They don't need to be corrected. You don't need to rebuke me. A prideful person really thinks that they can figure it out with their mind, all that they need to do, and they don't need God. But the beauty thing, the beautiful thing is that as God opposes the proud, He gives grace to the humble. You know what grace does? Grace enables you to walk out a life of wisdom. Grace enables you to know how to walk out the wisdom that's being given to you to navigate through every situation that you're going through in life. So the humble person is open to counsel and reason and are ready to be corrected and follow truth. Matthew 7, 24, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. So a good definition of godly wisdom are those that hear the word of God and they don't just hear it, they do it. They hear it, but they do it. They're walking out a life that is pleasing to the Lord and this is really a divine a cure and, 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 and an asset for us to be able to learn how to walk in happiness by using the wisdom that's being given to us. You know, but, but you know, something can be said too about, um, you know, okay, we're, we're, we fear the Lord. We are, we are walking in humility. We are hearing the word. We are doing it. But you know what? Every answer to every dilemma that we go through is not in the Bible. You know that? Not everything. Let me explain. 1 Kings 3, 16 through 28. There were two prostitutes who came to Solomon. And they both had babies within the same week. And while they were sleeping, one of them rolled over and smothered her baby. And the baby died. In the middle of the night, the woman goes over to the other woman, takes her baby, and gives her her dead baby, and she's got the live baby. And the woman wakes up, looks at her baby. This is not my baby. That's my baby. No, it's not. It's my baby. 
So there was an argument. Whose baby is this? So they go before Solomon. They both come in. They start arguing. One lady saying, this is my baby. And the other one saying, no, this is my baby. Solomon said, all right, I'll figure it out. Give me a sword. Bring out the sword right now. And they bring out a sword. He says, all right, now cut the baby in two with the sword. Cut the baby in two. Give one half to the one lady and one half to the other lady. And all of a sudden, the lady, who is the real mom, cries out and says, oh, God, oh, master, oh, king, do not divide the baby in half and give me a half. I can't stand it. Give it to the other woman. Just give her the baby. And the other woman's like, go ahead, cut the baby in half. Give us both a half. Solomon says, I know whose mom it is. Give the real mom the baby. Give the real mom the baby. You know, there was not, there's not a place or a scripture verse you can read about dividing babies. But God gave Solomon divine wisdom in knowing what to do at that moment for that situation. And that is what it means to be given wisdom from above. You know, Paul prayed this. Ephesians 1.16, he says, We have not ceased to pray for you, that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. See, when you read the Word of God and when you're in the Word daily, I want to encourage everyone in this house, you should be reading your Bible daily. You should be in the Word. You should get on a reading program Go through the Bible in a year, whatever your uh, flavor is, whatever you like to do, but we need to be in the Word. But as we are in the Word, and as we're meditating on the Word, a beautiful thing happens. Spiritual wisdom is imparted to us. Spiritual wisdom that is revelatory from above is given to us when we're in the Word and we're studying the Word. It's like, you have just this keen ability to know exactly what to do in every situation that you face. And that is what is spiritual wisdom. So how do you get wisdom? I'll do this real quick. First, you got to desire it. Bottom line, first, desire it with all of your might. Proverbs 4.8 says this, prize her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you for your embrace. You know, these are just not cheap words. I mean, to prize something, to embrace, these are, are signs of intense desire and, 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 a, and, a, and a want. I want it. I want to have wisdom. You're going to embrace it. You're going to say, Lord, I want this to be guiding my life. Wisdom needs to be valuable than anything in your life. You must be willing to sell all that you have to get the wisdom. Seek it like silver and search for it 
as for hidden treasure, Proverbs 2, 4. Second, since wisdom is found in the Word of God, we must apply ourselves in study and meditation of the Word daily. I just said that, but that's, that is so important. Be in the Word because the law of the Lord is perfect. This is Psalm 19.7. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Making wise the simple. So therefore, we must devote ourselves to know and understand the testimonies of the Lord. Thirdly, ask for it. Pray for it. Solomon said, God, of all the things that I could have, I want wisdom. And this is what he says. Because you have asked, is what God said to Solomon, because you have asked this and have not asked for yourself long life or riches or the life of your enemies, but I have asked for yourself, but you have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right. Behold, now I do according to your word. Ask for it. And then Paul prayed in Colossians 1.9. He said, I pray that God would give you spiritual wisdom. I already mentioned that. And also Ephesians 1.17, that God would, he asked and prayed that God would give the church spiritual revelation, spiritual wisdom and revelation. And then James says in 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask. Just simply ask. But don't doubt. Ask in faith. And this is the wisdom that will lead to true and lasting happiness in life. You know, wisdom is not something that you just innately have. You just don't wake up with a, you know, a spoonful of wisdom. It's something that is imparted to you that you learn from God as he, as your father, wants you to have to know how to navigate through the different situations. Fourthly, is frequently think about your own death. You might think, what? Listen, I had a pastor. Uh, it, it was, we were part of uh, Myrtle Grove Presbyterian Church in, in Wilmington, North Carolina. And he had a pine, he had, he had his, um, he had his coffin his, uh, in, in his office. And I walked in one day and, um, and I'm like, what are you doing? He had a pine box. He had his coffin. He had it already made out. And it was sitting behind his desk, leaning up against the wall. And I'm going like, this is kind of like, you know, crazy, don't you think? And he's like, no. You know what this does? This reminds me to number my days. This reminds me to know that life is very short on this earth. And that how I want to make sure that when I end my life, I can look back on my life and I can know what I've given myself to is going to show much fruit. It's going to bear much fruit. And so Psalm 90 verse 12 says this, teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. So make it a priority. Think about your dying all often. Finally, there's one last absolutely essential thing that you must do to get wisdom. You must come to Jesus. He said to the people, 
that the queen of the south will arise. This is in Matthew 12, 42. The queen of the south will arise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. And his name is Jesus. 1 Corinthians 1.24 says this, But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Therefore in Him, Colossians 2.3, Therefore in Him are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So to know and love and follow Jesus is receiving the full embodiment of wisdom into your life. And as you are led by him and follow him, Jesus said, follow me, follow me. As we follow him daily and we're led by him, the wisdom who is Jesus flows through your life and helps you to navigate everything that you're going through. So. What is the thing that you're supposed to get today? Are you supposed to get it one time? You're supposed to get it daily, if not hourly. So that we might live a life full of happiness on this earth. Amen? Amen. Well, Father, we just thank you and we praise you. That God, you're the God of all wisdom and all comfort. And I ask, Father, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would open our eyes that we might see, that we might see and know and understand that the wisdom that's from above is pure. It's right. It's sensible. It's a wisdom that we need. So, Lord, we just want to uh, partake of it just like honey. We want your wisdom. And so today, Lord, those here that are wanting to get more of you, God, I'm asking that you would pour out upon them now the wisdom that is from above that they might know, that they know how they're to walk out their lives here on this earth. And I thank you for that, Father. And I ask, Lord, that you would just seal what you're doing in the hearts and lives of your people. And, Lord, let your kingdom come today. Let your kingdom come today on earth as it is in heaven. And we thank you, Father, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Thank you for listening to King of Glory Sermon of the Week. Connect with us on Instagram at KOG underscore Asheville and on Facebook at facebook.com slash KOG Asheville.